Welcome back to Rusted Junk, the 80s movies podcast. Do you find yourself wanting to put on a corked hat, fight crocodiles in the outback and then move to New York? How about befriending an alien by dressing him up as a ghost on Halloween? If so, this is the podcast for you. If you remember searching for that perfect film from Blockbuster, and if you grew up in the UK, waiting for that one VHS copy to be turned to the newsagents, then welcome. We'll have fond memories waiting for you. I'm Charlie, and the rest of the Rusted Junk team are Amanda. Hello. Joe. No, do you are. And Dom. Hello. And the film we'll be looking at this week is the 1989 film The Abyss, starring Ed Harris, Michael Bean, Mary Elizabeth Manstrantonio, Chris Elliott, others. Um, but yeah, so this is my choice. Yay. I know I get the extra one. So whichever one you don't like on this, just say that's the extra one that we shouldn't have had. But so far, I think they've all gone down pretty well. What um, were your choices? Do listen to Weekend at Bernie's as well, by the way. Uh, Wall Street and Fatal Attraction. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Wall Street's got, gone mega on face on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. No idea. People type in Wall Street they look, on YouTube. Wall Street tips. And then dip in and listen to us. <laughs> Wittering on. <laughs> Hardly the same. But mind you, they're probably like Joe's stories or Dom's bants. Uh, your <laughs> lack of... Um, College. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, so, people are, uh, if people are Googling us for financial tips, I've got some cryptocurrency at 85% losses that they could take off my hands for <laughs> a, a small premium. So go for it. We've all this got is, some of that, haven't we? Yeah, mine are 53% losses, but yeah. It'll get better. XRP. Yay. Um, anyway, right. Back to the film. So, The Abyss. Hmm. Um, well, for those people that don't know, The Abyss is a well a science fiction film made by James Cameron uh, in 1981. It was released in, in August 1989. Um, it's a story about a, a nuclear submarine that gets um, unexpectedly... Uh, incapacitated uh, by something that's down in the ocean and the Navy enlists Ed Harris and the drilling platform to go and uh, investigate what happened in the submarine, sending down some Marines to be with them down there. And then other things happen, which we'll talk about in the podcast. Um, And yeah, so who to start with? Well, I'm going to go around this way. Um, so, Dom, uh, what did you think of it? No scores yet? But what well, did you <clears throat> I've been told that some of my jokes at Weekend on Bernie's uh, were in poor taste, so I must apologise to our listeners before I begin. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get cancelled. Unfortunately, there's no there's no risk this week of any controversial re- references to recent tragic events uh, when we review this <laughs> week's film, which is Checks Notes, The Abyss. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, any references to submarines... Catastrophic implosions, yeah. Just Amanda took your ear, Charlie. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> All but, right, okay. <laughs> I was yeah, so I was excited um, about reviewing this film. Look forward to it, and remember it as being a good, good movie. And um, yeah, the first few minutes, the opening bits, my notes. I'm dropping f bombs all over the place. The the Nietzsche quote that it starts off with, impactful, brilliant. You know, who doesn't love a good Nietzsche quote? The pings from the sonar, the massive submarine coming into view. Yeah. Proper movie, Charlie. Good choice. All right. Okay. Wow. That's a good start. 
Oh, uh, and who am I going to go to next to bring it down? Joe, Joe, come on, spoil the party, man. It's funny when you announced yeah. this about two weeks ago. <laughs> What's that? He's preempting a response. I'm not. I'm just, you know, no, Jack, no. Jack does it to him on his podcast. So, you know, just a little well, don't bit. Re- of... Don't repeat bad behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Jack that, yeah. Joe. I will. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wasn't looking forward to watching this just because of the length, because we were going to watch the director's cut, which is almost well, three hours or close to it. Yeah. And um, I just was so reluctant. I was like, I'm going to watch it tonight. And I just kept putting it off, putting it off. And I watched it last night. I said, I have to watch it now. <laughs> and actually, I, I started watching it last week and I was like, oh, this is going to be so rough. And I just stopped it after like 15 minutes. And I said, I'll watch it some other time. But yeah, I watched it last night. But I will say, excellent choice, Charlie. Uh, I really enjoyed the movie. I've seen it before, but I haven't seen it in a long time. And like Dom was saying, it's very uh, topical as to what's been going on in the news in the last few months or a month or so. And also, you can bring in the whole... I guess aliens have been in the news recently too. Yeah. Oh yeah, big well over here. They're uh, always in the news over in the US, though, aren't they? Well, they've had a uh, a meeting at, with Congress over it. What the aliens? Well, no, not the aliens, <laughs> but oh. you know, trying. They're trying to. Base, there was a whistleblower who basically worked for the government and said that uh, you know they've been hiding aliens and technology that we've i guess uh reverse engineered from aliens and that's why like we've you know grown so fast and like uh so from the 20s to like where we are now like the the 1920s or whatever maybe it was probably maybe the 30s 40s anyway well you know it's just like it was a big thing that they were going over the last week and like all the i i go on reddit and i i do kind of see the ufo reddit guys come on and like they were they were crying just because like congress is acknowledging that there are ufos and that there are things that they can't talk about and i think they even said that people died protecting the information uh it's just really bizarre there'll probably be a movie one day but oh. you know it's something yeah no, we, we, so oh, i don't watch very... the news so i didn't know that was going on yeah, no, it's a, it was a big thing for like one day, and then they started talking about it. Like Joe Rogan's talked about it. Um, the major news organizations have talked about it. Uh, it's it, nothing is concrete, other than the fact they're saying, yeah, that there are UFOs out there. Yeah, we do have footage of it, but they don't show any pictures of aliens. They don't show any <laughs> close-ups of the ships or anything like that. They only show that that tic-tac little video which again i won't get into but anyway getting back to the movie it is it's it's a good movie and james cameron is one of those directors that for the majority of his movies he does an excellent job he takes his time with his movies he really works hard on research and i think he even uh, might be in the trivia that they then they redesign like how uh like the the suits that they wore so that yes, you could see their faces yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get to all of that yeah definitely yeah i remember hearing that and 
It, it's good. And and I'm glad. Can we reveal about what happened with the director's cut and the theatrical? Uh, uh, we, you know, we will get to that. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. why why half of us watched the theatrical and half of us watched the director's? Well, I've always, I've always <clears> been <throat> a fan of the director's cut. A huge fan because it leaves out a huge thing. But and it and it changes the context of the movie. But on reflection, the theatrical is the better version by a long yeah. way. By a long way. I'm sorry, Dom. I'm sorry, Dom. All we need to all we'll do for you is take bits out. And you can refer to it. I mean, we will be referring oh, to it. I it think it's so a good long. balance because some of us have watched one. There you go. Dom's watched the other. So we'll be able to have an interesting intellectual conversation. We will. I've um, watched both, but I will say, I mean, I've seen the directors before. I, I do think the theatrical one is better. It is. And it is sorry, yeah. sorry, Dom. Definitely. Should have kept you in the loop. Oh, cheers, everybody. There we go. My, my intro has been put to say by Joe and his uh, alien knowledge. And I've been basically trolled into watching the director's <laughs> cut, which just went on forever. It's like, being stuck in, it's like being stuck in a traffic jam on the M62. It's like, oh my God, when will this end? But uh, anyway, it does go on a bit at the end. Yeah. Oh. Joe, Joe, I do like the, I do like your, um, your idea that the whistleblower will make a that make a good film someday. Hello, my name's Harold, and I've seen an alien, and I know where the alien stuff's kept. J- who plays Josh Hawley in this? Can I question you about this? Well, we don't have any evidence, and I can't show you any pictures, and I don't know anything's out there, but what? I can tell you that I've seen one in a corridor. Joe, that's going to be like Citizen Kane. It's, it sounds amazing. No, there was <laughs> a guy before him, though. Uh, oh, that... hello, I'm Clive. <laughs> I mean, how many whistleblowers do you want? They're going to say no. There was a whistleblower before that. He is. He has seen the aliens. He has I seen the now. ships. I do. Usually no, he worked they, for the. They commit people. I'll like that, send Joe. you videos. They commit like, people. They kill people. Can you, just, like can you just explain the the accent there? Is the CIA whistleblower from Chiswick or something? What, yes. What, 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 who is it? Right, drives, okay. drives a Fiesta. Yeah. Right. And uh, as upgrading to an Astra at some point. Well, he's not going to drive around a flash car, is he? Wants to be unnoticed. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, so uh-huh. I think the original UFO whistleblower's name was Dom, I think. <laughs> so, Hello, my name's Dominic. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks very much. <laughs> anyway, we won't be here forever. Uh, Amanda, doodle-pip. What did you think? Um, it's me again. Uh, right. Okay. So... I have seen the movie, completely forgot the movie, apart from the fact it was underwater. So it was like seeing it again for the first time, really. Um, I wasn't looking forward to it because, I don't know, just the, the whole... I've got a fear of being underwater. So watching a film about people being underwater in suits where potentially they could drown. It's the fear of drowning and the suffocation that makes me feel a bit weird. Um, So I had to watch it, obviously, for the podcast. Um, In in sort of reflection, I thought it was a a good start movie. There was action throughout. Had a good opening. Um, You were left not knowing what actually caused the submarine to go down other than some electrical magnetic wave that temporarily knocked the power out um so that was quite mysterious i guess which kind of intrigued me to watch the movie 
Um, and then did you miss it? Did you miss the alien at the start? There was a light. There well, wasn't. Well, it was a traveling, no. traveling craft of some sort. Yeah, it was a light. There wasn't actually an alien. Anyway. Okay. Um, that husband-wife animosity uh, was was quite good playing throughout the film, um, <coughs> and the Navy SEALs playing the true kind of tough guy sort of image. Um, yeah, it was all right. It, it kept my attention. I even said to you, didn't I? I was halfway through. Had a bit of a break. Um, said it, it kept my attention and it just kind of developed from there, really. So not a lot of films do that, do they? Where they kind of keep you interested in them. So, mm, especially that long as well. Yeah. So I'm glad I only watched the two hours 20 version. Mm. Um, we caught up separately on what we would have missed <laughs> don't, uh, you're gonna make dom watched, yeah you're gonna make dom even more minutes. irate we did it in about nine minutes of dom on youtube we just it wasn't <laughs> nine it was two minutes darling was it two minutes yeah but all they did was show you the wave and things like that anyway yeah sorry dom you know look hey, look if it makes you really better your your film's coming next so turn that fan upside you know, down, little soldier. Come on. I don't think you can ever have too many people just running from one submerged room into another submerged room, shouting at each other. You know, I could watch, well, four hours of that. No no worries. But the bit that we didn't have was the um, bit where the aliens were showing what could happen. The, the what threat, they basically. Do. They took out all the Russia, uh, the all Russia Cold stuff, War stuff. All of that. Um, there was also a lot of scenes between a lot more animosity between uh, the two characters, the husband and wife. Oh, yeah, it, was like, okay. it was like watching a couple bicker for 20 oh. minutes if, if that's, you know, go on a bus and see it happen if you like, that sort of thing. Anyway, as, on to me then. Um, and then we can kickstart the roll call. Um, how I saw this film was, so my local flea pit was the Regal Cinema in Oswald Street. Very old cinema. Even had a Wurlitzer in there. Joe, do you know what Wurlitzer is? Nope. It's a big, it's a big uh, organ. I was going to say, oh, okay. This, this is this is where this is where Amanda goes. Ooh, big organ. <laughs> anyway, Wurlitzer. And it's usually play. played by a man. Like, I think his, I've seen that in Monty Python. Plays his organ. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those. And it rises up, rises from up from the stage, right? Mm. So it was like a really old school cinema. But the, the, sorry, the, the the one at our cinema, he was a midget. He was a uh, two-foot penis. Ah, <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, oh, I think you said he had a two-foot penis. <laughs> That's the gag. That's the gag, Joe. Brilliant. It was. Oh, brilliant. Oh, I, I, I said I didn't get it. <laughs> it took me a while. It took me three seconds, all right? Oh, yes. Joe, you're great. Oh, sorry. Excellent. Happiness. Um, I just got that the gag about the stunning bird and the unlimited supply of money now. But anyway, um, right, so uh, with the local flea pit, I'd, I'd wanted to see it, but I kept putting it off and I didn't go and see it as I normally would. And then on the last night that it was showing, on the Thursday night before they changed the films over, um, me and a couple of mates just went, should we just go and watch it? Um, and blown away. Uh, when I came out of that, I just went, what the, the heck was that? That was just like unlike anything... I'd seen before, especially the effect in some way. I just came out going, that was just incredible. Um, so to my mind, I, I, I put the abyss in there, not for any sort of, not as a sort of 
legend curveball like Don puts in in order to uh, create some debate and in some cases yeah, outright violence between the uh, between us. Um, I put it in there because genuinely I, I I love this film. I could go I could go not the director's cut. I just go and watch it again because I it's just it's just got good characters. It's got characters you care about, and you know I've just been to see the Meg too. Now, obviously, the only thing that they have in common is there's water in it. Um, There was nobody that I was rooting for. I couldn't care less about the characters in Meg. And I know it's different styles of filmmaking. But going back to films where you actually care and you're invested in characters, this is why I love this film. And it was great to go back to it because you just don't get that so much anymore. They're all throwaway stuff and you just don't care who... Maybe you root for somebody. So, yeah, I, I love this. So, should we get to the trailer? Yeah. Okay. Here's the trailer. It began two years ago in an unfinished nuclear power plant. It became one of the most challenging motion pictures ever made. And on August 9th, the most original adventure of the summer will begin at theaters everywhere. From James Cameron, the writer and director of The Terminator and Aliens, comes The Abyss. Gotta hate that bitch. Probably shouldn't have married her then, huh? Hang on, gentlemen. looks and he sees hate and fear you have to look with better eyes than that talk to me bud please do you hear me he's coming up fast
well, it might have been three minutes, but I still love that trailer. Imagine a trailer that sets up. Here's the film in. It's pretty great. It's you know, it's pretty grueling. Uh, it's James Cameron. You know, you love him from the Aliens and Terminator, Flight and Piranha Two: The Awakening. For those people that really, really do like James Cameron, um, and look at that, and then it just presents a film that you go, "Ooh, what's what is it?" I think you said when we watched it, uh, Amanda, that it was. What is this? Is it a love story? Oh, on the trailer, yeah. It can be whatever you it's want it to be. Music. Yeah. No, it's the music that sets the tone, makes it sound like a love story. But it's really weird because that doesn't come through. Well, I still think that's pretty. I think that's a good trailer. If you don't, it's it's it's, it's intriguing enough for you to go and watch it. I would say. Yeah, it's but a good trailer because it's it's hard. You don't want to spoil too much. But if you don't spoil some of it, you might not attract people hmm. to go and see it. Because if you thought it was just like an underwater story, you might not go see it. You know, like, again, like Amanda said, I, I kind of agree with her. I felt very claustrophobic watching this movie. Hmm. And uh, it just made me very uncomfortable watching certain scenes. So it's hard to get people to go see a movie you don't see too many movies like that although if we did see movies like that in the past they bombed i'm not sure what the box office was on this one but um it, it's still like when you see it you, you walk away usually i don't know what you guys all think I, I mean i'm still not sure about dom i mean i know he did you did you say you you enjoyed it <laughs> I enjoyed the start of it. So, yeah, I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah, if I was to plot it on a graph, it would be a bit of a ski slope from there. But you and your <laughs> graphs, your graphs are always ski slopes. You know, you can go down the hill to then go back up. You can, yes. Yeah. Just can. James Cameron wouldn't Just... allow me to. <laughs> yes. So, well, we'll, most... we'll, talk, we'll talk about the ending of this film, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which ending? It classified as good. <laughs> but most people walked away and enjoyed it. But that's because they saw the theatrical one. Yes. And again, the director's cut usually is for. For nerds that love the film that want to see something different and which, hopefully which it'd be better but, yeah. I, but i'm a i'm a reform nerd on that and now see the error of my ways um okay well let's go into roll call i've only got four because i'm sure we've got we've got other things to talk about the, the filming of this of this movie is as i say the podcast in itself well it could be but it won't be so because i've condensed it quite nicely uh here's roll call so, Ed Harris. Who wants to share their favourite Ed Harris films? Um, he was in Apollo 13. He was. That's the He's first one that. you go for? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I would Truman go Show. for The Abyss. Uh, oh, I was going to say Dom was going to pick The Truman Show first. Oh, Truman. I forgot he was in The Truman Show. Oh. I haven't seen The Truman Show in a Christ- while. Christoph. He plays Christoph, the creator of the world. Oh. Wow. Uh, Ama- in- Amanda, you got anything? Well, everyone else has picked one. No. Okay. No. Right. <laughs> Onto you two gentlemen. Back to you. Uh, he was in History of Violence. I really like that movie. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I first saw him in The Right Stuff, which is why I was looking forward to seeing this. Um, he played John Glenn in The Right Stuff. Um and then a film that Alex Cox had on, um, was talking about called Walker. Um, so that was really good. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, he plays one of the salespeople in there. He's in the firm, Apollo 13. 
most famously, I thought somebody was going to come out with The Rock. Oh, yeah, The Rock. Yeah. He's, he's incredible yeah. in The Rock. Who directed Walker? Was, uh, Alex, I think it was Alex Cox. Okay. Um, <laughs> there you go. Very, uh, very good, Joe. I know you're yeah, looking at Amanda. Amanda is like I saw. Well, she always she laughs over the most trivial, trivial <laughs> like tiny little references. If, if we're ever allowed to go into the nineties, well, then Glenn, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is going to be my first choice of film. I think what what a what a oh, film that is. Powerhouse. An interesting discussion on it as well. I reckon. Yeah, I mean the actors in well just off the charts all of them. Um, uh, Truman Show. He was in that very strange film Mother, starring Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, which I don't think if anybody's seen it, it's the couple right, come I... to the house and then the visitor comes mm. and you find out that it's all a cult. You, you watched it, Amanda, you've probably promptly forgot it, uh, but said that is very disturbing towards the end, which it was. Uh, he was in Geostorm. He's famous for being in Westworld, the TV series, which is extremely good. Uh, as Dom would say, three seasons and then the fourth season kind of like it dipped and it never came back. Um, and then... Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, he's yeah. right at the start. He plays the visiting general that wants his plane wants his plane back. He wants to shut down the uh, the research. So you know what? Ed Harris has got some good stuff behind him, and he's a quality actor. So Dom, you didn't do Oscar research on this one. That's it. Yeah, he got nominated for Truman Show, didn't he? Uh, as best supporting actor, and it's quite a weak field. Um, he got beaten by James Coburn for Affliction, which, you know, I'd say passed me by. Yeah. Uh, also nominated Robert Duvall for A Civil Action, Jeffrey Rush for Shakespeare in Love, and Billy Bob Thornton for A Simple Plan. So, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. Weak, weak year, I think, and still failed to get it, sadly, for him. That's a shame. Billy, Billy, Bob, I say it, Billy Bob Thornton is usually really good, but A Simple Plan is, is, is a really harsh film. Um, I think it's like, yeah. Shakespeare in Love that obviously wasn't big that year, although not in that category for Jeffrey Overrated, overrated. Decent enough, but baffling that it's uh, right up there with some of the Oscar winners. But could you, you know, with a gun at your head, do a civil action and affliction? Would you, would you know those two films? I'd know a civil action, Mm -hmm. affliction. I knew that he won for, but I never, I've never been. Nick Nolte. If there was a Nick Nolte film that I haven't watched, then yeah, I, I need to self-flagellate because Nick Nolte is just amazing um, but yeah uh, any more Fred Harris because we can move straight on to Mary Elizabeth Massantonio she was in The King of Comedy so yeah we covered it but she wasn't she was like no, in she the background wasn't. she was, was she's she? in the background um, it's like a background character I checked it out I was like so we'd never know but she was in Scarface yeah, um, this is how good Scarface was. I didn't see The Godfather before I saw Scarface, and I was convinced that Al Pacino was Cuban, and I was convinced <laughs> that she was Cuban too. Right? I didn't know she was. She's Italian. I, I had no idea. Yeah, she's yeah, she's she's great in that. Um, the thing that made James Cameron want to cast her in this film was um, the color of money. With Tom Cruise and Paul Yeah, Newman. that was good. She's well, ex- she's excellent in that. Also, Academy uh, Award nominated for that, and she lost out to Diane West for Hannah and Assistance, which is fair enough. Um, yeah, but... that. Diane West is nowhere near as hot. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. 
But she had um, a she had a great career. Cause she, sorry, I'm making you a thunder. No, no. She was in Robin Hood as well uh, for all of yeah. those. Yeah, married. Oh, Nottingham. that's yeah. where I remember her from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at, at the risk of sounding we're we're predictable <laughs> and getting trolled by Charlie again, if you plotted a career on a graph, then it would yeah, well, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, it, it didn't really live it up does, to the yes, promise, right. did it? It does. It does. Dick. It's, um, yeah. I was going to say she's probably more famous. Um, if you remember it, and I'm going to set Amanda up here for a a perfect double entendre. Do you remember the um, uh, Brian Adams video for Robin Hood? Everything I do, I do it for you. She's famous for blowing on Kevin Costner's arrow. No, no. Okay, uh, I got something. I, I haven't seen that in a while. I got but something. I'm sure, I'm sure Honestly, it was a flaming she blows, arrow. She blows on his arrow so that he misses. <laughs> Joe, it was uh, top top of the charts here for fourteen weeks, was it? Sixteen. Yeah, was supposed, was sorry, seventeen weeks. Seventeen. Supposed weeks. to blow. <laughs> no, she's trying to put him off. Oh, he's blowing him. Uh, well, yeah. If, if you're going to put somebody off their stroke, then blowing is going <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. That song that song blew for sure. Uh, I went oh, here, you know what? It was our oh, number one for weeks and weeks and weeks. No, it was number one over here too. It's so annoying. You put was it the radio sixteen on. weeks. No, it seventeen wasn't that long. weeks. Seventeen, 17 weeks. weeks. It was number one here. What was longer, that this or the wet, wet, wet song? Um, of that. that wet, 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 we're one year behind it. Uh, um, one number one behind. It's, it's, either, it's either sixteen and fifteen, or it's seventeen and sixteen. It's just a bunch of sappy teenagers that like that song. No, I, well, yeah. I don't think it was. Oh, I think me. it was adults, stupid <laughs> adults. I love it that was, song. It's a great song. It was a school disco staple. Yeah, snogging yeah. on the disco floor. I remember it well. Oh, I, I mean, remember snogging on a school That's what dance I did my primary school, school teacher career, hey? <laughs> inappropriate joke alert. I'll have to put one in. Uh-uh. <laughs> Maybe the AI will pick out Dom's inappropriate jokes. It goes, and there goes Dom again. If you listen at 42.16, there he is. That wacky japester. Um, but anyway. I do want to say really quick about her and also Ed Harris. I don't think they had the career they deserved i think that they should have been more prominent yes yeah yeah both of them i agree with that yeah especially especially after watching this movie i was like what happened to them you know i mean i know he's been in some movies but when you think when you look at like how many movies tom hanks has been in you know compared to ed harris and you know and he's been nominated so many times for performances ed harris is just so much better than him and it's just yeah. Sad, yeah, yeah, definitely. You swore, Joe. You you mentioned the, you mentioned Tom Hanks. You know, well, the only time we're allowed to talk about Tom Hanks is when I eventually choose Bachelor Party, which is the only thing that I'll give him. Yeah, Bachelor, Bachelor Party is one of the I, comedies of the eighties. I was hoping we'd do that one day. Ah, we will, we will. I promise you, Joe, we will. Um, continuing Dom's uh, career destruction of. Uh, of her she went on to star in the perfect storm and the only thing of note after that she was in the marvel tv series the punisher oh was she i never i ne- and i'm a marvel fan well there Couldn't you go watch it no well um next michael bean um we we discussed him when we did aliens um oh is it coffee yeah oh okay what did you think i i i mean he played a good character. Is he not good in? Uh, is he not good in the, the films that he's in? It, it, uh, even Navy Seals. 
I he thought is. he wasn't good. I thought he was disappointing in this film. If we what? talk about his performance, no, I did. I thought his like um, breakdown that he had it was pretty one-dimensional, really. And there's a lot of him kind of just staring into the mid-distance, and uh, before he went totally nuts. But uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely made a note that it was uh, underwhelming, particularly if because he, he's great in the Terminator, isn't he? And he's I think he's pretty strong in Aliens as well. But pretty strong. <laughs> I think we do we not unanimously agree that was ten out of ten. No, the film's 10 out of 10, but his well, performance within it, I mean. I mean, it wasn't huge, you know, like, it was more enough. Ripley. Yeah. Yeah. He was in Tombstone. I, I liked him in Tombstone. Absolutely. Tombstone. Yeah. Uh, he was also, uh, I've got to mention it, Navy Seals with Charlie Sheen. Um, he was also in he was also in The Rock. He's, he's, yep. the, he's the leader of the Seals that come in through the um, through the sewers. Does he have a long? Them. Does he have a long-winded and fairly unconvincing breakdown in that as well? Or do he... no? It's a very short death. Oh, okay, probably for the best, really. I, oh. And I agree with you, Dama. I don't. How long were they underwater before he had his breakdown? Well, about six hours twenty minutes I... from, from memory. Yeah, so it went there last... <laughs> in real time. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because if he's a Navy SEAL, uh, he should be trained. More than anybody that was on that vessel. Oh, you know? Honestly, the degree of unprofessionalism in this film was just bizarre. You know, they were just doing sub rescues with uh, a bit of string and some sellotape and just whoever they could happen what? to round up at the time. Oh, yeah. I kind of, you know, yeah, I don't they, have to suspend this belief. You kind of explain to me the US military works on that basis. Oh, it's tethered. There's a storm coming too late. Catastrophic issue. The Navy SEALs. Uh, totally unprepared for the situation they encounter, and in fact, are a massive part of the problem. Yeah, you know, I'm not that, an American, um, and I'm sticking up for them. Sorry, Amanda. That's <laughs> okay. It's fine. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Okay. Well, uh, he was also in Alien Three. Can can we count that? Not really. Oh, he was in Alien Three for. Can we even say a second? I'm not even sure it's a second. You just cut to his face, isn't it? But he is credited as being in Alien 3, even though his face is on screen for a second. That's it. Oh, cool. um, I know what I was going to say now. Okay. Um, He goes a little bit mad, doesn't he? Yeah, he gets the, well, he gets psychosis. He gets the... the, the yeah, the, the, so... Well, welcome to the party, pal. He's, his buddies, <laughs> his Navy SEAL buddies, sh- surely are trained in recognising that. Um, he's, he's the, the commanding officer. They're not going to. Doesn't matter though. Surely, if you, as a subordinate, know that something's not quite right with your commanding officer, there is a potential. I don't know. Is there a potential to not follow command if you think that they've gone a little bit do do lally? It's not the enterprise where the chief medical <laughs> officer can take over, you know, and just say, "I'm well, relieving you of command." No, you're right in a way, Amanda. I mean, the Navy SEALs are not a bunch of boobs. I mean, they're basically like the high-tier special forces in the military. And they Mm. go through such insane training that most people don't make it. So that's why it's like, now he snaps? I mean, he would have snapped in basic training for sure. So it just doesn't make any sense. But there wouldn't be a movie if he didn't snap. So But it it amazed me that he's like colleagues like did what he said because no, I, d- I just didn't 
Didn't we think will get to, we will get to him and his colleagues. Um, I would say that Demi Moore, uh, did she do Navy SEAL training in GI Jane? I don't think it was uh, Navy SEALs. Right. Okay. It's probably some other special forces group. Right. Do you remember that? But Navy SEALs is the most, that's it. Like if you want to show you're a tough ass man, you, you go into the Navy SEALs. And if you come out at Navy SEAL, you have much respect. What's that word, elite force? SAS. Is it? Yeah. It's not the commandos, marine commandos. Uh, Marines. Well, I'm trying to think of the um, the line from Commando where he goes, oh, I eat eat green berets for lunch and I'm hungry. Yeah, the Marines had the green berets. Yeah. Anyway, um, Arnie wasn't a Navy SEAL. He was just in an elite force of some kind. Anyway, Commando's pretty I, I did want to say, and I don't know if... Uh, I, I heard he's a jerk in real life. Oh, yeah. I think I told you that when we did the earlier yeah. podcast. But I've also heard uh, other people say it too. But I think you did tell me that too. He's basically... He, he drank a lot. He drinks a lot. Or he did used to. I think he's got over it now. But when he used to go to Comic-Cons, they used to like say, where is he? And the runner would go and get him and find him like surrounded by bottles of whiskey and stuff like that and he just like turn up where people have paid hundreds of pounds in order to see him and he basically just slurred his way through stuff and things like that but yeah. I, well, that's I, I think sad, it's though, isn't it? that's, it, that's it not is. him being a, being a no, horrible bloke he, he isn't like that now because i listened to him on the um uh what is it the inside of you podcast josh rosenbaum's podcast which is brilliant and he's on there and talking about going through the, the the crap that he put people through. And he's so sorry for all the people that he's, you know, genuinely, he's rather than this somebody coming and going, oh, yeah, well, I messed up and I really shouldn't have done. He's genuinely sorry for the stuff that he was. But the stuff, and you can see him now at Comic-Cons. He's like, he's got, they've got kids dressed up as Newt and, and kids and, you know, women dressed up and men dressed up as Ripley. And he's doing the whole pose where he's showing, showing oh, the cool. fire the thing. And you just think, so he obviously, and he genuinely loves the adulation that he's got from playing characters that mean something to people. And I'm like, well, fair play to you. You know, That's you messed great. up, you messed up. But uh, last actor, I, there's so many others, but I just want to pick Chris Elliott. Um, oh, I know him. So Chris Elliott, I'm going to direct this one, at Amanda. Um, TV series, comedy, we used to watch before going to work. Um and he played the brother in the film. He was the, he was the operator that was on the ship. The guy with this sort of shaved bald head and the, the beard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you recognize him? I don't know who you're referring to. Sorry. Okay. Well, we could go stay here all day trying to describe him. He's was he wearing the red shirt? You're on about the actor out of uh, Groundhog Day and... Um, Kingpin, oh, something about Mary. Something about but, Mary, that's one, yeah. But he was the brother in Everybody Loves Raymond. The brother. Oh, of, yeah. 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 And I just remember him from that. We laughed so much at him. Um, she's still looking... For hey. those people that are on YouTube, she's looking perplexed like we never watched this thing. But then... I remember... No change, no change there, everyone. brother, because he was a big guy. I didn't recognise him in the movie. It was he in the movie. He's not brother Robert. He's like a the brother in yeah. He's he's um the the brother's wife's brother. <laughs> he's Robert's brother-in-law. Yes. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. He he's very nerdy. He's into comic books. Uh he owns a comic book store. You know what's funny is Pee Wee Herman played him before he did in that series. Oh, I don't see I didn't remember didn't remember that. Okay. And then he didn't come back as him because of all of his problems that he had with uh getting caught in the theater exposing himself. Mm. Anyway. Uh RIP Paul Rubens. Um okay, so on that note, that's the end of roll call. Um, I will say, just a final thing, that the Rotten Tomatoes scores are 88% for critics and 83 for um, uh, the audience scores, so pretty good. Not that that's going to influence your scores. Um, it made $100 million from a budget of $47 million, so it made its money back. Um, and Dom, were you not going to say what, what Oscar it won? It won the Oscar for Best Visual Effects, which is probably fair enough, isn't it? Beat Back to the Future 2 and The Adventures of Baron Munch- Munchausen. Mm. Yes, which I still haven't watched. Um, got, no- got nominated for four of those, but they're all technical ones, and nobody's interested in the technical Oscars, are they, really? So, <laughs> Well, True. They, they, are if they're win- they are if it's a film that you genuinely like, and you go, oh, thank goodness. It- well, it's Oscar-winning. Yeah, you'd always bring that technical one out if you when you can. Was it was it last week we did Batman? It seems to blur into one another in a, in a positive way, obviously. It's Weekend um, of Bernie's, which I'm sure you've oh, watched Weekend right. of Bernie's too. <laughs> yeah, well, Batman beats it in best art direction set preparation, which I think is a bit harsh because I think probably no, I don't. Anyway, let's move, move me on, Charlie. Getting us bogged down in forty <laughs> minutes worth of Oscar bands on the, on the technical categories. Absolutely. So let's go into a tiny bit. I'll make this as quick as I can just to set the scene for how this how this is filmed. When when the trailer said that it was problematic or, you know, that it was like epic and it's never been seen before, or done before. They're entirely right. Nobody has been this crazy. Um, James Cameron was, was asked, do you want to do this all via miniatures or special effects? Do you want to try and create something and, we, you know, we'll we'll work it out? He went, no, I want to film this. I want to film this properly. I don't want to film this underwater. I don't want to go out at sea. I don't want the same thing happen with Jaws to, to beset the problems. And I don't want it halfway. So I need to find a place where I could do this. Um, they found a uh, a nuclear facility that was halfway abandoned. It was abandoned halfway through being built. Um, and next to it, so, so the first thing that he saw when he went to it was a turbine pit. Um, and he had a look and he said, oh, that's going to be perfect for filming. And then he saw the main tank uh, in the facility and went, oh, I've got two tanks that I can film in. A tank, where he put all of the actors, and B tank, which he did for all the miniature work that he needed to do. So that's that's what he had. But unfortunately, logistically, he had all of this water to, to play with and fill this tank up, which took six days to fill up. Everyone had to go through diver training. Everyone had to go through... Um, even though some of them did it separately. They had to block out the sun while they filmed because it had to look like the deep, the depth of the ocean. So they put black beads on the top and they just filled it full of black beads which shut out the sunlight. And tarpaulin <clears> over <throat> the top. Absolutely, and tarpaulin out the top. But what happened was is um, it, kept, it kept breaking. There was a storm. Um, they had a problem with goats. It's probably a good time to mention the goats. The goats used to pee everywhere and it used to actually corrode some of the stuff that was around, but they would actually chew the pipes. 
and so it would affect things and cause delays and when it caused delays it means instead of it being an eight to 12 hour shoot it was a 15 to 18 hour shoot nearly every day and because the actors had to be underwater they kind of like sat around in the suits a lot underwater so that was problematic from the start um because and the set the, was delayed as well in being finished yeah the set was put set was delayed because they it had, had to, to be build co- the rig as well underwater yeah build the whole thing um and because it the water became murky they kept having to pump loads of chlorine into the water which meant that people got burns through it because there's so much chlorine in there. the hair got bleached as well yeah yellow hair so they kept having to to unbleach those there were ear and sinus affection ear and sinus infections um, when the storm ripped off the tarpaulin, it meant they couldn't film in the day anymore, so they had to switch everything to night filming. Which was cold. Um, because they didn't have light, they had to invent. He actually, James Cameron worked with somebody, um, I think he worked with NASA, to invent a 1.2 kilowatt light source that he could use to make it look as if it's the sole light source that's coming in, which is why I think it's so well lit. So no, no wonder it won the Oscar. Um but the um, before we get into some of the near-death experiences that they had, and again, I will be quick on this, one of the things that James Cameron wanted was, because they created the suits, I think you mentioned this at the start, Don, uh, or Joe, when they created the, the special suits, um, the diving suits, they had to be able to see the face and they had to be able to communicate. So they created the suits that you see in the film. But... If you hear the original recording of what they're all talking like, it, the dialogue was was full of bubbles and full of you know sound. So they took that out, and then they found out it didn't work because it just sounded like somebody talking normally. So he had to put a little bit back in in order to make it sound sound good. Um, I, I did want to say though, it, it looked amazing. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen that in years, and it still holds up. Um, it it's it's hard to it's mostly practical effects right except for that one scene where you have the um you know the alien morphing into water mm. and going into the vessel oh, yeah. i think that still holds up though yeah no i said yeah the, but the whole that. movie holds up the effects uh, except when i saw the ending <laughs> you know which we weren't we didn't see in the theatrical one mm. those waves look Awful, uh, awful. But if you think um, Industrial Light and Magic had basically just that they they'd gone off from, from working on the Star Wars films, there was a spin-off, and the only film they'd done up to this point was Young Sherlock Holmes. Does anyone remember that film? Oh yeah, yeah. So do you I... remember the scene where the stained glass window comes to life? Oh yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they they basically did. Um, they basically employed them to do the special effects uh, and thank goodness it works. They, they didn't have any time in order to do, do it any other way. Um, and that was the first film. That was the first scene that was shot their reaction to that, to that, to the water, to the that alien. Was, um, that was a, a pioneering um, uh, graphics invention. What they'd done. Hmm. Uh, it had never been done before. So they actually were, creating new stuff just for the movie hmm. yeah and, and used to far better effect in anyone Bueller uh Terminator yeah Terminator 2 was it yeah yeah I mean you take that technology and then two two years later 
you take that technology and that scene and then make a you know entire character out of it and oh, it's incredible but before incredible. we move on too much i thought um the special effects were excellent and ahead of their time definitely but i thought the that bit that you're referring to there where they were walking around on this sub- submerged set and the, the footage that you got there i think it's the single strongest part of the the movie um and actually it's almost disappointing that he didn't put the same amount of effort into perhaps the plot or the characterization let's say they're poor but you know to, to to go to all that length and i know you're going to get onto some of the dangers and perils that they all faced um yeah i think it comes across on screen it's it just looks looks fantastic uh, and even in 2023 hmm. uh i mean just to go through those quickly but um James Cameron nearly drowned. He was down filming and the assistant director failed to warn him to refill. He noticed he was low. Uh, He called to help from the um, director of photography, who was deaf. Um, So he started to take all his stuff off so that he could make his way topside. So as he took took everything off, the safety diver came and went, oh, that's my job, that's my job. Gave him the regulator, um, but it was broken. So he couldn't use it. upside down. Yeah. Water in? Uh, no, that's Ed Harris. We'll get to Ed Harris in a moment. Um, he that he had the upside down and the the mixture of water. So the regulator was broken, and James Cameron then said, "I need to get to the top." But the diver was told, "If any of these people freak out, including the director, give them a big hug, because they might be having like a panic attack and try and cool him down." Well, James Cameron was drowning, was running out of air, so he ended up punching the safety diver. And that's the th- he says to his mind, that's the only reason he's alive. Makes it to the top, gets out, immediately fires the safety diver and the um, assistant director and said, you're out, you're out of here. That's cool. Um, uh, Mary Elizabeth Mansantonio, she said, the quote, the abyss was a lot of things, fun wasn't one of them. So in the scene where she's been revived... Basically, she they had to film that scene where Ed Harris is slapping her and pressing on her chest and doing the CPR. Um, they had to film that multiple times. And she was on a cold, she was wet on a cold iron. You know, it was horrible for her. Um, and then after the fourth take, he said to James, she said to James Cameron, she just stood, sat up and went, we are not animals and you cannot treat us like this. And the rest of the crew backed her up. Does that sound like Aliens, where the whole he, James Cameron pissed off the whole of the English crew that they all sat down and refused to How work? How much did she get paid for this movie? That's well, part of the job. I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think any of the stuff that they went through and having to s- sit and do all of the stuff that they did is is worth the money they got paid. Uh, that she was cold? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm with... Well, yeah, so you're going to go like... Say, I'm with Jack on this. If, 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 if you compare it to Stanley Kubrick and what he got to on The Shining and things, that was proper bullying. And, um, you know, this... I James, James Cameron is a bully. You're going to get cold and wet. James Cameron, in every film he's done, there is always really bad stories. Not just the actors, the whole crew. Nobody likes him when he films this thing. The fact he produces masterpieces, all right, you know? Well, that's it. Yeah, ne- never apologise for having high standards. That's what I say. Yeah, um, <laughs> very good point. Well, Ed Harris, um, he was doing the wall run, so it, they built the rock face um, sideways, so that when he's falling down the rock face at the end, he's actually been pulled along. 
That's how they filmed it. And they kept doing it from different angles. So while they were pulling them along, uh, the safety divers um, line got tangled. Um, and he started to have trouble. The crew member came over um, and, and gave him the regulator, but he gave us Manderson. He gave it to him upside down. Um, and it wasn't on properly. So Ed Harris ended up breathing in half air and half water straight into his lungs. Um, of which then somebody came along and then gave him the proper regulator. And he said, and he says on the documentary, which they say very little on that documentary for something like the the making of, he just, he drove home and he burst into tears because he just went, I think I nearly died. So James Cameron nearly died. died. I'm sure there were other people that, that, you know. How did she almost die? Because she was cold. Ed, well, because Ed Harris was slapping around the face. I mean, he's yeah, like a method actor, isn't he? So you know, that's like close to death. She she saw the light, but stayed away from. He him. had to hold a breath. You know, that anything could have gone wrong with the bit where he has to bring her back. That's her. That's not a dummy. That's her. So you know, I'd, I think I'd you're I'd not hang- giving the actors a bit of credit for this. You know, I had a hangover. I had a hangover last week, and I was close to death, and she was. Charlie, yeah. so, oh. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not having that. Yeah, I had a. 10 out of 10, one, and... Um, You're all a bit so, I thought, I, so I thought you were going to tell me that they were actually, that the defibrillator was actually hooked up. You know, then <laughs> I would say she's got a point. Right, okay. <laughs> but that was her masterful acting, where she pushed her boobs <laughs> yeah. up in the air. <laughs> Kubrick would have stopped her oh, for real on set. And, oh, uh, Amanda, you've got to jump in here. Seriously, listen to these two. Well, you know. I thought her acting... Side. The acting, we just we just praised her for her acting in the color of money and scarface and now you go well she can't really she just got oh, she does, no, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying she acts bad i'm just saying she complains a little too much no <laughs> she's not listening i mean if she is i don't care call me <laughs> who's not listening the, the actress or amanda no the the actress <laughs> right okay um do we right let's 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 bring it down a notch do we like the 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 characters i mean even though you just even though you introduce them you know you've got like the the i forgot his name now the guy with the cap i should know because i've watched this many times um you know what's part that's part of the problem is some of them are forgettable i mean you know them by appearance but the trucker guy the nerd guy with the 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 pet pet rat. Yeah, it's the, um, <laughs> the thing that baffled me, right? And I'm not sure if this is because it was a theatrical one or or not. But during the movie where um, the water breaches uh, the rig, hmm. you have three guys that get trapped. And Ed Harris can't open the door from the, his side, and they invariably drown. But one of them comes back later on in the movie and said, "Oh, that I had a." Um... No, that's not the same guy. Are you sure? Because like... no, he he got scared because he saw the alien in the beginning, and uh... Jammer, yeah, the tall guy. And he... And he went and he got he went into a coma like 
So he was in a coma the whole time. Oh, he was in a coma. Oh, okay. And he just happened to wake up just as uh, Ed Harris was about to get killed, which is fine. Okay. I completely missed that bit then. I thought it was one of the guys that got got drowned um, towards the start. Okay. I I, I have an issue I, I wanted to ask about. So when uh, Michael Baines, he's in that, that vessel, and then it goes off the cliff, and it goes down into the abyss, and then it implodes. Yeah. Why doesn't that happen to Ed Harris? Mm. He went much further. Mm. That's a good question. I mean, even at least his mask. Well, is it nothing? Is it something to do with the the fluoridated water, the, the breathable water? No, water? the glass. The glass on the um, little submersible vessel thing was cracked, wasn't it? And that's why it imploded. But mm. in the same respect, his visor was glass but it wasn't ultra 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 thick was it which is what you'd expect it to be to withstand the the pressures yeah that's a good point and i guess going from one material to another the fact that it was in a presumably metal uh sort of head headgear thing surely the seal on it would have broken as well i don't know yeah i don't know what, and what the, and the steel, to... surely, would have had to have been really vastly reinforced. It just doesn't, uh, it doesn't make sense, because the pressure down there would have been... Yeah. Huge. And, and, you know, what, have, what was that thing called? A little geek? Was that what it was called? Big geek, a little geek, yeah. Yes, a little geek imploded, basically. Yes. So I, that's why I don't get why he didn't also suffer mm. the same fate. Uh, you know, and again, maybe it's just creative writing that he decided to make it that way but it's a you know little nitpicky stuff kind of bothers me at times i think we've got our offshoot podcast physics movie physics with amanda what yeah just just physics well because i think it was in a metal helmet that i think it was the strength of the glass yeah it could work we could do how the don't make out oh i got how the duck yeah no and the water was fluorinated too, so <laughs> I misread it, it's fine. Um uh, I think the uh the relationship between the two main characters I think was really good. Hmm. Um uh What about the husband was, and wife bickering? Yeah, it was almost gonna be Jamie Lee Curtis um in the role. Oh wow. Um but his future wife um, Catherine Bigelow was making a film called Blue Steel where she played a cop shot somebody um, at the start of the film and then has to go through all of the investigation and everything from it when I say future wife when he stopped making Aliens and he was making this he was in the process of divorcing Gail Ann Hurd his wife who made Aliens and Terminator Piranha 2 all of those Um which is on the documentary on Netflix. So if you watch the Aliens documentary on Netflix, the movies that made us, you'll be able to see all of this. But he was dating Catherine Bigelow on the on the weekends while he was making The Abyss. Uh, and then they, they ended up marrying when they finished the filming. So he was using his... He was inputting into the writing because it was acrimonious, the divorce. He was inputting some of the, the kind of like 
dialogue and things that he he was saying into the film because he was like pissed off at it all. So I think that I think it works. I think, and again, I think you're invested in the characters. Um, what do we think about the aliens? What do we think about the design of the aliens? Uh, I wasn't crazy about them. I think the, the one that everyone remembers is the water spout, isn't it? Um, but the I thought the other ones were more impressive. And, uh, you know, are they mechanical? Are they organic? That's the question they pose. And it, it is hard to tell. I thought they were pretty well rendered. Um, I thought it was a bit irritating how they would appear fleetingly to just one character and then people would believe her. I thought that was a bit obvious. Um, but, no, fair play for 19... Was it 1999? Uh, sorry, excuse me. 1989, 1989. it was, uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic uh, quality. I mean, what did they have sex with fish? Who? The aliens. The aliens, yeah. It's like they look like stingrays. They have sex with each other. And they they look like stingrays. They're crafts, Joe. Did you not see the water thing that that was powered? I don't know what they are. I mean, that could be their their whole... Do you see the turbine? Do you see the turbine on it? So that that could be their lungs for all you know, you know, or their internal organs. I I don't know. No one. Their lungs are in their feet, are they? Could be. Oh, you're back on your alien tip again now. Maybe they're hermaphrodites. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Can we have Colin the whistleblower in? Well, I've seen that alien and trans. Maybe they're trans. Trans (laughs) trans aliens. Think so, yeah. What just read of it? What because they have their lungs in their feet? How does that translate to? Look, it's impossible to question that whether that's valid or not. We just have to accept that it is. If I've got lungs in my feet, then yeah, you just take me for who I am, Charlie. That's what I say. In fact, I insist you come on a march in support of me. Octopuses have balls in their head, so (laughs) polar bears are left handed. Oh, stop. That's the word's true. Anyone else for some cr- crazy animal facts while, while we're here talking? Let's talk about the special effects. God, how did we get onto that so quickly? I Specs mean, with fish. That was the comment that triggered this. Right. They've got, a, they've built a whole world. How long <laughs> have they been down there, by the he's, way? I he's mean, bubbling a halibut. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it came about. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The bit I, okay, the bit I don't, right, I'm going to say, from an alien fish. point of view, right. When, from a physics point of view, when they li- when they come up from the ocean at the end and the whole thing lifts up, so mm. the whole that whole bit, it comes up from the abyss, funnily enough, and yet the the rig is on a cliff. So did they pick it up and drop it into the middle of the thing that was rising? Because that always annoyed me, always annoyed me. How how it I can get that it's gonna get the ships when it reaches the surface. Oh, okay. If we go if we're going into continuity, right, okay. Uh oh. So when Ed Harris and the guy with the cap have to go and uh get to the other hatch they take the clothes off don't they they take the trousers off so they're just in the skids and a t-shirt when they dive down to the (laughs) other hatch and then ed harris says oh i can't get it open the other guy says i ain't gonna make it to the pool so he says right you go back i'll go to the pool so he he then swims under and goes up to the pool where the mad guy is the mad navy seal 
And mysteriously, he's got trousers back on again. Which guy? Ed Harris. Oh, Ed Harris had trousers on when he... He had trousers on again. Maybe he found them floating around or something before he... And there we were thinking James Cameron was a genius filmmaker. I mean... Clearly not. Seriously, I've just docked four points for that. That's just ridiculous. I love the reference to skids as well. Skids. (laughs) <laughs> well they probably were they didn't have didn't seem to have any washing uh, <laughs> Joe, do you, up, ca- do you call them tidy whiteies oh skids oh yeah no they, they say skids are basically you know poop stains on your underwear oh no i meant knickers pants oh pants or trousers oh god here we go again underwear boxer shorts there you go yeah skids you know Oh, okay. If a little, little too tight on you, and you didn't wipe thoroughly. That's a skid. That's a skid mark. Yes. That's yeah. Okay. Skid. So we're talking about the same thing. I'm talking about actual clothing. The pants. Oh, so it's, the oh, so pants. Oh God, the box it's, shorts. <laughs> so are skids skid marks, or are they just another name for pants? In the UK, the name for knickers. Yeah. Knickers are underwear. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Women's underwear. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dom, how can you you be so hateful against a a, a, a section of society? Men men wear knickers. Men wear ladies' knickers. Well, you know, as a fetish, but not as a matter of course, do they? You know, I bet less than half the men on this pod are currently wearing knickers. (laughs) 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 Write it on a postcard. I want to be called. I want to be called Loretta. We'll start being. Um, let's start getting into life with Brian in a moment. So, uh, um, oh, don't God. you oppress me? Um, yeah. So the effects of the aliens are non. I mean, they're they're good for the time. They're cute. Yeah. No, they're nice, pretty cute pink colours. Oh God, ET. E.T. was cute. E.T.'s banned from this podcast, by the e. way. E.T. was not cute. Really? Yes. But that's why? Well, t- tell me, tell me, t- make the case for E.T. I don't know. I liked it when I was younger. I mean, oh. I got, I think I cried at the end of the movie. It's, a blo- it's considered to be a blockbuster. It's it's an entertaining blockbuster. It's neither. Um, oh, you know what I noticed? Oh, uh, it's E.T. E.T. was cool. I just didn't like how he looked. I thought he looked a bit creepy. <laughs> it's supposed to look certain, lovable. A no. certain library of Tom Cruise's movies requires Interview with the Vampire. Well, it's, well, it's a 90s Without show, it? so I'll never cover it on this podcast. Okay. And when it changes, Joe, I think... Wait a minute. Let me have a think. I think Don might agree with me here. There's 197 films more deserving than the Interview with the Vampire that I can think of just at the top of my head. Wait a minute! Don't don't rope me into your little corner here. I like horror. Fi- well, horror in inverted uh, kind films. I, ho- I I like Interview with the Vampire. Do you like, do you like pretentious rubbish? Well, I mean, you, got, you know I do. You know I do. I know, but there's pretentious rubbish, and then there's how much did you go? How much did you spend on the Meg Two? <laughs> I see the Meg. T- I'd, I'd I'd go and sit this, watch the Meg two on continuous loop for two weeks, then watch Interview with a Vampire once. It's not that bad. It is that bad. It's not that bad. It is that bad. It is no, that yeah, bad. Well, I'm just saying you haven't seen it in a while. I spent fifteen just... quid, by the way. Fifteen. There's quid. a romanticism oh, why... to it. Yeah. Exactly. Why don't you? 
why don't you watch this TV series that they have now on, on Interview with the Vampire? What? God, what? There's a series? Oh, yeah. And, um, of course, it's race-swapped. Of course uh, it's. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. didn't need to do that, really, did they? Is it Snow White and the six tall people and the one you're not allowed <laughs> to say dwarf, but person of statute height? Of restricted height or something, and I was I was worried about getting cancelled on this pod today. But uh, you're all, you're I'm all using all the right terminology. I know you, you could use the word midget. <laughs> I know where that word was said because I'd like to see a, a vampire midget then. But but that that's not even in the remake, which I only knew about. No, but I'd like to see it. Sixty though. seconds ago, you, you just brought up Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I mean. <laughs> I'd like to see a vegan vampire movie to be truly representative, to be honest. I think that exists somewhere. <laughs> now, isn't that... Uh, it's on Disney+. That's, Plus. that's Twilight. They, like ate, they ate people in... Didn't they eat people in Twilight? I didn't watch that. I, well, they, I, I, think they I didn't watch vegetarian. that. I didn't watch The Hunger Games either. And I won't watch The Hunger Games now, especially Jennifer Lawrence going... Before before I started the Hunger Games, there were no strong female characters in movies. Oh, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> I just got a bone to pick with you. In fact, I've got about twelve. Well, she's an idiot. She know. is an idiot. She is Oscar-winning idiot. What she win the Oscar for? Silver Linings uh, Playbook. Is it? Yeah, and, and also she won it for something else. She won two Oscars. Yeah. It's insane. She's she's. She's the weakest thing in Passengers with Chris Pratt. Um, she's anyway. the weakest thing in the X-Men movies, too. Yeah. And they made her, like, the huge star of it. Which... Definitely. She's terrible. Yeah. All right. So, can we talk anyway, about right. the... Anyway, right. Back the, to the best. Can we talk about, like, the, the different endings between uh, the Go for it. Cut? Go for it. Because this is where Dom stares at me. So, for the people that are watching on YouTube, this is where Dom scowls at me for about... Right. I don't know, Dom, 10 minutes. what ending did you see? A long Darren. one. Yeah, God, yeah, interminable one, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was awful. I mean, what a waste of a ending of a film. Um, yeah, go on. Someone bring it to life for me. I, and to be honest, so I can't remember joke? the theatrical version. So, like, our ending, basically, is a theatrical one. You know, he goes down, he meets the aliens, he throws up and all that. And they're basically just putting the words that he typed in to his his wife and all that. And then he waves at them. And then they go up. <laughs> you know, you don't see any potential destruction by tsunamis to, like, all these different countries. That doesn't exist in the theatrical one that the aliens are a lot friendlier and they have no reason to do something like that. They're peaceful aliens living under the sea. (laughs) (laughs) Is that his accent these days? I don't know. I didn't change it for the film. Uh, I seen that. I prefer old Sebastian anyway. Oh yes. Yes. Anyway, that's it. Right. Okay. and the director's cut, it inevitably goes on for longer uh, and slightly less inevitably involves mega tsunamis that look particularly unconvincing. Uh, in And I don't know, some themes that are cobbled together from the day the Earth stood still and various Twilight episodes you may have seen in the 70s because it's, um, it's, it's, it's a weird combination of disappointing and unoriginal, I think, the, the ending. Yeah. What, what did you think, Charlie? Yeah, well, I used to like it because I just think 
I remember I started, I knew that it was there because on the VHS they had the deleted scenes. They didn't make it seamless. They didn't make it into one. Um, and then they released the Laserdisc version and then um, uh, the Blu-ray. And then they put they put the ending on. And because reluctantly, the, the whole reason why James Cameron didn't want his director's, the director's cut version in the cinema, he fought the, he fought the, um, uh, the uh, studio. I said, I don't want it. The effects look poor. It's taken away from the film. The aliens are benign. Uh, except you know um when they see humanity you know they want to basically show themselves and be and be part of it um i used to think it was brilliant because he cleaned up those scenes and and you know the scenes that you saw dom were cleaned up you should have seen the original ones because it was very poor um so it was a good it was a good shout to leave them out i don't like the director's cut version now i can see it for what it is um, I know that he's working on the restoration for Aliens and the Abyss at the moment. He had to get a lot of Avatar stuff out of the way, but he'd always planned to do the 4K restoration and, and bring it to life. So we will see the 4K version of the, the Abyss before the end of the year. Um, and you know, he'll he'll be he'll do what he does best. He'll, he'll clean it up, and I'm sure it'll look great. Well, with the director's cut. It showed to me that he's not perfect. Yeah, I go, yeah, go with that. That that he wanted that still to be cleaned up and put into a director's cut. No, so he mm-hmm. just left it out. Didn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, so before we do the draw for the next podcast, it scores on the doors time. So I'll go last. Um, let's go back in order. Uh, Dom. Yeah, so I think, you know, that the film, it, I didn't enjoy it um, as much as I thought I was going to, but I do admire a director who throws himself into a film like this and it's brave and ambitious. You have to acknowledge that. And I think some parts of it are very strong. We talked about the way that some of the scenes were filmed. And I think that all that investment and jeopardy that they put into it comes across on, on the screen. So I thought that was great. Something we didn't really talk about in our view was the use of point of view kind of techniques to, to bring the audience into the films. So it does feel claustrophobic and it does feel like you're kind of hurtling along these um, narrow corridors with the actors. And I, th- I thought that worked really well. Mm. Uh, um, I thought the characterization was a bit, bit cliched and I didn't think he invested the same time and attention into the story as he did to two other parts of the film. Um, and, and the director's cut was just too long. Um, just, just went on forever. I, I found the film hard to score. I'd give it like an eight out of 10 for the first third maybe a, a six seven for the second third and then you know a pretty disappointing ending but i'm not going to average those out i'm going to give it a seven out of ten because i think it's a bold and ambitious and interesting film um i'll never watch the director's cut again but i think the um theatrical release stands alone and it's worth watching it's um it's on the the edge of being a 90s film isn't it but uh but i think still ticks the box for us 80s aficionados so yeah seven out of ten for me okay that's high. I didn't think you'd do that, Dom. Well, you see, you've still got the capacity to surprise, despite my <laughs> predictable graph analogies and Oscar bants. So there you go, Amanda. I'll take that compliment. <laughs> Joe? Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed watching it uh, the other night. I thought it was very well done. It kind of reminded me of times of 2001, 2010, 
like I, where I, yeah you spot you stole a little bit yeah that's i'm that's sorry what I, no, no no i agree with you uh, absolutely you know where again we we didn't know with it, especially 2010 where this could have movie could have easily taken place in space and i think it would have made more money i i think people are less interested in you know underwater adventures and that's why it probably didn't do as well as box office regardless regardless of like the the high praise from critics and um i have a feeling it, it just didn't do good box office wise um i never saw it in the theaters because again i wasn't interested in it even though i like james cameron but yeah i would give it a, a 8.5 out of 10. Ooh. Ooh. wow any advance amanda uh wow it kept my attention um it i enjoyed it that fear of drowning and suffocation just was a bit too much for me um and especially when they had to put that fluid into the helmet oh god that just turned my stomach that made me feel a little bit queasy um but all in all i've docked half a point because the end of the movie is a little bit saccharine for me um so i docked it half a point so i've given it six and a half six and a half six and a half yeah see i thought well, you genuinely liked that bit because when, he, when it, yeah because when he appears at the thing you're no. like oh right oh cool no yeah you were no because you, you knew that, that was gonna happen okay and oh yeah it just felt like it was a bit predictable okay are you from Manchester? No. Oh, okay. No, when you said half instead of half, you know. Oh, I call it naff. Six okay. naff. Okay. Because it's amusing. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Uh. So, I think this is kind of one of those films where I just watched it on repeat, despite its length. Um. I just. I just. It, it was it was always good to go back to. Um, I like I loved the trailer. I loved the giddiness when I came out of the cinema the first time I saw it. I remember that feeling. It's so vivid that I'm kind of like I ca I can't go back and watch that again now because that was the last day that it was there. And I do remember feeling oh I, I need to watch that again as, as soon as possible. Um, I did. They re they did a special of it three years later at the multiplex rather than the flea pit cinema. Um, and then I saw it there and just thought, oh, just blown away. This is just great. Um, the characters, the story, again, the ambition, the, well, just ev everything with this. I don't like the, I don't like the effects of the craft coming up at the ending. No. It looks like, you know, it was built out of carbon fibre and just spray painted by some graffiti artists. It doesn't look very, It very didn't real. represent what was under the water. No. Me. But then it couldn't because why there's no budget for that. There's no budget to create something like that. You know, it was already costing forty-seven million, which was a lot of money in that in those times. Um, and you know, you kind of like, I just you know, there's a, there's a thing that James Cameron does. This is the one of the things that I left out of trivia, but it's interesting to put from my point of view, the the genius of. of James Cameron, despite the fact of you know he's an ass on on set and he's an ass to people and he doesn't have a lot of respect for people and whatever, I think Dom, you probably said that he's not 
he probably sees actors in the same way that you two do. It's just, you've just got to function. You've just got to carry out my vision because that's the thing that I need to do. But it's the little things. It's the techniques. I don't know if you notice, but when when um, Coffee gets punched by the guy who, who makes it through, like flat out punched, there's a flash. James Cameron intentionally puts a flash, um, a, 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 just a white screen, it, just very, very, very subtle. But it makes you go like it makes your eyes go like that, and so it makes the punch of the thing more visceral. He did that, yeah. He did that in Aliens, where the every time they fire, it's white. You you just see flashes of white rather than just the guns going off. In Terminator Two, Linda um, Linda Hamilton hits the guard in the mental institution with a mop. Again, the white light. True lies. Jamie Lee Curtis punches Arnie. It's little things like that that make somebody like James Cameron you might not like his films I don't like Avatar I don't particularly get on with Titanic but I do remember it I do remember both of them being epics and worthy of some respect even though I might not like them um and I I just think for Aliens he's and you know for a lesser extent it goes for me Aliens The Abyss then The Terminators um so I would put Abyss above Terminator 2 and so for that reason and that reason alone um it's probably an entirely misty-eyed rose-tinted but perfectly justified 10 for me what uh, 10 i i don't believe in 10s that's a ten. not a 10 it's a 10 for me that is not a 10 I it is a 10 well it's subjective <sighs> absolutely so 7 8.5 6.5 10 okay at least we're not wildly away. I mean, you know, I like, I like to, sixty-five percent to hundred percent. I think that's a forty-five percent. No, hang on, you're working it. Thirty-five percent. Calculator out. I, I disagree with your score, Charlie, but I do admire that uh, that impassioned defence and advocacy of James Cameron. I think cinema is definitely a richer place for him, having been yeah. such an active director. And he, you know, not all those films you mentioned are my cup of tea either. But I'm glad they exist, and I think they brought entertainment to lots of people. So good, good on no, him. No, he's no, and I agree. He he's very good at attention of detail. You know, he does his research. It's not like the directors of today who just don't give a damn. They're just given a budget. They're just given their actors. They're given a story, and then they do whatever they can. But he goes above and beyond. He thinks outside the box. He's definitely up there as one of the great directors of, I guess, this millennium <laughs> right now. It's early, yeah, uh, or a yeah, previous yeah. one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, even again, you might say what you want about Avatar. It's not that great. But it still it made so much money because I think a lot of it showed that he put so much work and effort into creating that world that people were just so attracted to it that it, mm. it, they went to see it over and over again. But five of them, Joe. I mean, I, I don't want to see five of them. It's an explosion you know, in space. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I think eventually they go to Earth, but oh, okay. But that's probably the fifth one. You know, yeah. but you, you haven't seen the second one, have you? I haven't, no. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's actually maybe a little better than the first one. I thought it well, was I'll okay. Well, wa- I'll watch it then, but yeah, based, based on this, you know, based on going back in and James Cameron, I might even go and watch Titanic again because apart from the ending, I, I remember that it's, it's care and attention. Again, you might not like it, 
but you know, at least we can all respect it. Anyway, yeah. hang on, hang on. How can you quibble with the ending of Titanic? I mean, it. You know, spoiler alert! It's an iceberg. What did, what did you expect? Um, no, the um, ending, ending with the door, no. and we oh, got to see okay. the boobs too. You know, we did. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, it's all primeval on the show. I, um, I did want to say one thing: that the whistleblower right. that worked at Area Fifty One was Bob yeah. Lazar. He's a genius. Google him. Look for YouTube videos of him, and then yes, you because... will believe. Yeah, because we're not we're not used to this thing, Joe. Our government's distracting us when they want us to look over there. When <laughs> when there's something really, really, really big happening over there. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Anyway, on that note, it's the draw. Note. It's the draw. Wow. Okay. And it's Dom's turn. All right. We'll see if the truth is out there. Hey. Three films. I'm hoping for a particular one, but as I say. Oh. Wait a minute, the one that's salitate to the... No. So easy to fix that. It would be, but I'm not going to. Oh, and it is the film I wanted. It's Clue. Hey. Fantastic, Clue. Yeah. yeah. So, um... I've never so, seen this, so this is, is why I'm looking forward to it. So, so oh. in, in the in England, in our country, Amanda, this is called Cluedo, you know, the board game. Yeah. Which I, I realise is the most unpromising premise for a film you can imagine. But uh, yeah, so the board game... And almost stood or, with the lead piping in the study. Yeah, mm. exactly. Or Clue, <laughs> as it's called in America. Um, and it's unpromising start, but a wonderful film. That So it's a personal favourite, as Who's opposed to what I've just chosen. Oh, what's that guy called that was in... Tim uh, Curry. Tim yeah, Curry, yeah. Uh, um, it's, it's, it's got a, it's got a big cast. Got it, yeah, yeah, roll call's, roll call's going to be interesting because we obviously won't be able to do Tim Curry after doing Legend so recently. Um, but there's pe- there's plenty of characters, but it's um, yeah, it's a it's a funny film. But I think what, it is, what does Cluedo mean? The board game. Board game. You know, why does this? Why isn't it just Clue over there? Because we had some extra letters, baby. I don't know. We're <laughs> we playing Scrabble, and we were just like. I mean, it's Clue Do. Does that even mean anything? Clue Do. Clue Do. Clue Do. Do as in D O. Deer, a female deer. To get that in. Yeah, go on. That's got an E at the end. No, it's not Do as female deer. Is it D O U G H? No. No, it's not D O double G either. And, 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 listen, and listeners, the spelling and the pronunciation is just one aspect of the pop that you can look forward to next, uh, next week as we tackle this beast. Yeah, it's a uh, well, I'm looking forward to that. You two are going on holiday in the meantime, aren't you? You can watch that on your sun lounges, chuckling away. You know, oh, well, yeah, because that's exactly what we're going to do. In between dodging it. wildfires and um, evacuations. I've just, I've just bought a new tablet and it's 15 it's uh, 15 inch screen, so it's massive. Um, we might. Just take it over. 15 inches, man. Yeah, that that, that big enough for you? Mm. Wink, wink. Um, right. How do uh, I put up with this? Yeah. Um, is there a version we need to watch? Because isn't there different... Oh, the different endings. Different endings. Well, yeah, let's not... Spoilers, but yeah, the, no, I think but... the theatrical release has alternate endings built in, uh, you know, to mirror the game of Cluedo with its potential <gasps> different endings, so... Is it like called... a choose-your-own-adventure book? Do you get well, to click on certain things? Yes, except it's a film and you can't choose your own adventure, but otherwise, no, no, it's not... It's um, it's very, very cleverly done. It's creative. If you have, There's one scene in particular, The Singing Telegram. I'll just, I'll just tease you with that, which is... Uh, I remember watching it for the first time and just absolutely laughing my head off, so... 
Yeah. Like the singing three amigos. Well, that, that was their way of of like trying to get you to come back and see it. You didn't know which ending you were going to get. Yeah. So do you say is the version that we're watching have all of the endings, or are we all going to watch different ones? They should. Yeah, I, th- I think it, I think it has them like as part of the kind of pre uh, post credits section. So. Okay. All right. They oh, probably cool. have one official ending, and then they have the alternate ones right after that. Mm-hmm. I will go and find the version that was shown in the cinema at the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. wow. There we go. Well, I'm looking, I'm genuinely looking forward to seeing it because I, I haven't watched it for that reason. But as soon as you picked that, I went, that's the one. No, no. Forgive me, everyone else. That's the one I want to watch. So I'm glad it's been picked out. Yeah. No, we'll make no we'll make a, whatsoever. We'll make We'll make amends for Weekend at Bernie's with the proper laugh out loud comedy. <laughs> She it's might take she might take offense at that. She might sit there po faced all the way through it and goes, Well, Dom thinks this is funny. I'm not sure. And then she goes, Well, Dom likes legend. Look, I'm not that shallow. <laughs> I told so many people that we did Weekend at Bernie's and they said, I love that movie. Ah. I had the same. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, we Weekend at Bernie's too, everyone. Voodoo. Um, right. Anyway, on that note, yes, we are going on holiday, but you... Voodoo and Kludu. We will be a week into the holiday um, by the time you get to listen to it, or a few days in anyway. Um, So, yeah, uh, we'll be thinking about you as I go scuba diving and sailing. Well, uh, our island, of course, that we're going to hasn't been ravaged by wildfires. It's been ravaged by... Ravaged, not ravished. It's a completely different thing. Uh, Mm. Ravaged by diarrhea and vomiting bug oh cool yeah it's gone now about three stone lighter it's gone now that's good so so amanda if 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 charlie ends up drowning now you know how to revive him after seeing this movie oh she doesn't need an excuse to smack me around the face yeah, if she wants to revive him, that is, you know, perhaps um, could we carry on as a trio in his well, honor? life insurance <laughs> wise, life insurance wise, etc. Yeah, Charlie'd be better off if I was dead. Oh really? Uh, I think mine's all right as well. Mine's okay. Well, I hope you guys. I hope bad. I see you in, Not in two weeks. Top trumps on on who gets the biggest payout. Yeah, send it on a dark note. If you it? do, okay. if you, if I do die out there from some freak scuba diving accident, then please do have the duck again. Why is it? I feel this episode's going to be broadcast at a coroner's court in about two weeks' time. <laughs> and, um, yeah, eight and a half times my salary, my uh, death in uh, okay, you beat services. Me then. Right, I might start checking that regulator. <laughs> I'm not diving. I, no, as I, I said, suffocation. Fear of drowning. You yeah, won't get murder. me in the sea. If this Sorry. is being shown at court, hello. <laughs> I'm d- not guilt not guilty. <laughs> um right, okay. Oh, it'd be like a, our own little Cluedo, wouldn't it? Every uh, time you yeah. mention Cluedo, I think of death in Bill and Tate's bogus journey. It's it's Colonel <laughs> Mustard with the candlestick. I think of Poodle <laughs> from Star Wars. <laughs> Hippocrates. Come on, let's best, let's, best let's, bring the, let's bring uh, this home. Ah, in Hippocrates, we we're um, on the island, aren't we? Where his tree is, Hippocrates' well, tree. It's Hippocrates. I'll send you a picture on the WhatsApp group. Where Lucky you, you, lucky you, hey. Right, um, fantastic. Uh, we're off on holiday. Thanks, listeners. 
we love you very much and i'm gonna say cheerio see you bye bye toodle pip bye <laughs>